Hey, hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Happy Friday. Hope everybody is doing fantastic. And uh, first and foremost, let me know if you do see me and hear me okay. And hopefully the notification has gone out. Uh, I was having a little trouble with LinkedIn Live yesterday. So just let me know in the comments, folks. You can see me and hear me okay and everything is good. And uh, I'll get this thing started shortly. Um, so, so today what I'm going to be talking about, folks, is uh, a couple of job search statistics, right? And I do have my, my guest with me today, Gurpreet K. Man. So she's going to be joining joining in shortly. But what I'll be speaking about today is some of the most significant... Oops, so just let me know in the comments, folks. Some of the most significant job search statistics that all of you need to be aware of for your job search right now the point of this is not to not to you know freak everyone out and, and panic and all that stuff but my commitment here on linkedin and posting my content is is for all of you to have a more realistic outlook on navigating your job search right uh, so that so that you can make the right adjustments you can make those pivots and you can navigate things as they are because folks we're not going to be talking about you know the ideal situation and and uh, you know the perfect job search uh, you know process and, and stuff like that until the hiring process and recruitment process changes what i'm going to be doing here is is helping you navigate things as they are right so let me know in the comments who you are where you're tuning in from uh make sure you navigate we uh, so gurpreet is here so she's going to be joining us shortly uh we got pino in the house as well nice to see you here pino uh we got someone who says hear you loud and clear awesome fantastic thanks for confirming that um Awesome, awesome. So, so let us know. Introduce yourself in the comments, folks. All right. So, uh, um, and again, uh, the the major statistic that that I shared was, of course, that in relation to applying online. Right. Hold on. Let me just quickly uh, make sure check on a check on something. And okay, good, good. Looks like we're all good. Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, introduce yourself in the comments, folks. We got Elham in the house. Thanks for tuning in, Elham. Nice to see you here. We got Mukesh. Awesome, fantastic to see you. See you here, Mukesh. We got Jasmeet in the house. Hey, Jasmeet, nice to meet you and thanks for tuning in. Pino's like, hey, let's do this. Awesome, awesome. Love that, love that, Pino. So folks, uh, again, uh, make sure you introduce yourself in the comments. Great networking opportunity for all of you to connect with each other. And uh, let's get this thing started, right? So let me just bring on uh, Gurpreet and we'll get this started. Hey, Gurpreet, how's it going? Good, how are you doing? Awesome, awesome, fantastic, fantastic. Good to have you here. And uh, folks, make sure you everyone says hi to Gurpreet as well. She's joining us, and she's going to be sharing her input on on the stats that I'm going to be sharing today. Uh, because very important to look at the statistics, Gurpreet. Do you agree? Like uh, it's very important to look at the numbers, the, the statistics, so that we can all have a realistic outlook on on what the job search is like. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, what's the stats? Yeah, so I'm going to be sharing the stats shortly. But someone said there's an echo. Are, are you hearing an echo? I'm not hearing echo. Like I don't no, see any. Kind I'm of not. Maybe when you're, it's an, it's echoing. Okay, oh. okay, got it. Uh, so we got uh, Ram Ramsey. Hey, shout out to Ramsey. We got Kosh. Uh, who else? Uh, Koshiki, uh, who's landing in Canada early next year. Nice to meet you, Koshiki. We got Ibrahim. We got uh, Koshiki. It says echoing. Okay, I'm not sure why it's echoing, but it's not supposed to be doing that. No. Uh, we got O-Ring and uh, Pino says amazing. Awesome. 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 You uh, and Pino should do one together. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to coordinate something with Pino. So stay tuned. Uh, myself and Pino are looking to collaborate on something. So we'll have uh, Pino on board as well. So, okay. all right. So let's get this started. So look, the, the first job search chat that I, that I wanted to share, and it was kind of the title of this live stream is 
on average, folks, you only have a 4% chance of being contacted for a position mm-hmm. you apply to online. Now, now, folks, you need to be taking notes of these stats, right? And and make sure that that you're 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 including this and considering these stats for your job search. Now, how did I come up with 4%, right? This is not some number I pulled out of the air. 4% and, and by the way, when I'm saying 4%, what I'm talking about here is 4% chance that people, someone will, you'll even get a phone call. I'm not even talking about actually getting interviews even. I'm, I'm just talking about getting an initial phone call. Now, how do, how do you get 4%? Well, statistically on average, right? Every job application out there, every job posting out there on average gets 250 applications. You want to write that down if you're taking notes. On average, every job posting out there, and most of you are applying to jobs online, you're, you're responding to those job postings. Uh, there are roughly estimated uh, around 250 applications. Now, take note, this is this is a statistic to the 250 applications thing. This is a statistic pre-COVID. This is prior to COVID, folks. So it's pot- potentially could be less, way less than 5% as well in terms of the response ratio. Now, of that 250, recruiters and HR people and HR managers and hiring managers are not going to be reaching out to and reviewing each and every one of those 250 applications folks of that 250 they're going to conduct a keyword search which is which is going to narrow it down to maybe 20 30 applications and of those 20 30 they're going to skim those applications and they're going to reach out to potentially maybe anywhere from from maybe 8 to 12 people that they're actually going to call and and have a conversation with so you do the math that's around less than five percent potentially five percent or even less than five percent percent uh, so Gurpreet, I know this is a statistic you talk about a lot. Like, can you shed more light about this? Like, uh, you uh, being someone who has worked in HR yourself and has been in ex- HR extensively, uh, how real are these stats? You know, to I didn't know the numbers either until I was digging into some research in the summertime, and I was shocked to see these numbers. But it makes sense. Um, there are studies out there that show this, and. Yeah. The study I was looking at said 5%, and this was um, actually pre-COVID. So it makes sense depending on the roles, right? Like if you are getting 200, 100 plus resumes per day, Mm. uh, per job, what are the chances that everyone's going to get interviewed? We're not going to interview everybody. Who has the time to interview every single applicant that comes through, right? Also, when you're applying through jobs online, you know that's going to happen because it's open to everybody, right? The masses. Right. So that's where the technology comes in, the applicant tracking system that every company is using more and more nowadays. Even small companies have applicant tracking system. The bigger organization, what one thing I want to clear with everybody is bigger the organization, the better the applicant tracking system is going to be, meaning they have the money and the resources to spend money on getting an applicant tracking system that is like out of this world. Like top and notch, sophisticated. Yeah, right? top notch, sophisticated. Yeah. It has a lot of features and capabilities, and there are tons of applicant tracking systems out there. Taleo, Success Factors, ADP, like um, tons. Was it Workday, right? There was Ceridian. There's tons and tons of technology out there. There's new technology, smaller technologies. There's just tons of technology out there. And with technology, we get into this mix where the machine is doing the work for us. For me, for you, for everybody that's involved in the recruitment process. 
So like, let me give an example of how robust uh, applicant tracking system can be. Like for example, Taleo has a feature in, um, in their system. And if companies opt to get this feature, it will rank every incoming applicant by a percentage to how much they match to that position that they are applying to. Wow. So, so imagine being ranked like you're 98% a match or 100% a match, uh, 97, 98. So now if I go into the system and see all the candidates matched for me, yeah. I only need to interview, say 10. I'm going to pick the top 10, right? Yeah. Who am I going to pick? I'm going to start with 100% match. I'm going to look at 100% and work my way down and screen the resume I'm like great okay let me get on the phone with this person let's schedule an interview so that's how technology is playing a huge part when you're applying to jobs online and i think this component everybody misses is is technology is creating obstacles and challenges for job seekers but it's not creating challenges for us because it's yeah. doing the work for us and making our life easier and processes for recruitment easier for us because it does the you know uh the analysis the scanning paris uh what's the other one parsing 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 yeah parsing yeah uh with the resumes and all that stuff where everyone's data gets input and candidate profiles created so when when you have five percent chance you only have this is where people really need to listen and open their like i really want everyone to open their ears and yeah. listen to this, you have 5% chance of getting an interview when you apply to jobs online. 5%. Well, I would say, Gurpreet, right now, I would assume that it's probably less than 5%. It, right it now. definitely is. Every day I'm seeing all these posts on LinkedIn. Someone said it took them a year to find a job. Some people yeah. are getting zero interviews. So even before COVID, it, on average, it took people six months six months on average to land a job right and the higher you rank uh with the more experience the longer it's taking now with covid you have you you have tons of people looking for jobs because tons of people got laid off and so on right yeah, yeah. so the odds are probably maybe four percent three percent chance so at, i want some everyone to sit there and ask themselves when you only have five percent chance of landing an interview or less three to five percent chance of landing an interview when you're applying to jobs online why would you put all your eggs in that one basket yeah and yeah, to, to be in the five percent i tell people okay listen if you want to just use that one strategy and it's apply to jobs online then make sure you match hundred percent to the position that's the only way you'll get the interview now there are systems out there like job scan um resume something there's like i did some research there's tons of systems out there so before you apply to your job online get your resume passed through these uh, systems to see how you rank with the position if you're not hitting 100 percent now people are going to be like oh why should i hit 100 percent i should if my resume matched 80 percent, i should just reply yeah but you're not going to get the interview if you want to get the interview and you want to be part of that 5%, you got to match 100%. You should be aiming 98% and higher, not yeah. less. And you then you'll definitely will get the call, the first call.
it's just the first call you're getting. The whole purpose of a resume is to get you the interview. Now, someone in the comments said, is that even realistic? 5% is pretty optimistic, honestly. Yeah, I'll be a doing that. Yeah. Five pre- you think 5% is pretty optimistic? Well, I, well, I, th- I think what I'll be doing is I think the point he's trying to make is that it's probably lower than way lower than 5%. Oh, yeah. It's like, like, you know, 5% right? is probably like op- very optimistic. So ask yourself, if your chances of landing an interview and you apply to jobs online is less than 5%, why are you applying to jobs online? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, why are we putting all our eggs in one basket? Why don't we have a game plan? Why don't we have uh, strategies to c- increase our odds to landing a job? It's not... See, one thing I want to make... Another thing I want to jump into is... I know I'm jumping all over the places, but one thing I want to make perfectly clear is that you're not struggling in your job search because of pandemic. And I hear this every single day where people are, well, it's because of pandemic. Before pandemic, I wasn't struggling. Sure, before pandemic, you were not struggling as much as you are now, but on average, it was still taking people six months. Yeah. I don't know anybody unless you, unless you attended my boot camp and you landed a job in 30 days. Uh, I didn't know anybody that landed a job in 30 days. It was were small odds because people were still doing the same thing. Now the reason you're seeing so much struggle is because there's just more candidates looking for a job. So it's employer's market. But you have to stop and think for a second. It's not the pandemic because I can give you, I can pull up my phone and show you how many companies are hiring right now. Toronto is the biggest, especially in, in tech space. Toronto is the biggest tech space right now. After very, COVID. very competitive. Very competitive to the US. Very, very, very. I was just reading an article just before coming on to this live. There are about 18 companies right now, start startup tech, tech startups that are hiring like there's no tomorrow. So a lot of people want to blame pandemic, but what people are failing to understand is pandemic shook the world, but it also created a lot of new opportunities, especially in a digital space, especially in technology, especially in innovation. So many companies have to become innovative. So there's all these things that are happening and what's happening is it's still creating jobs. Right now, there's 18 companies right now that are hiring this month in the tech space, but they're not just tech roles. They're also like HR, sales, business development, operations, and then a bunch of IT roles as well, like developers and whatever. Yeah. Ends up, there's 18 companies. I'm pretty sure there's more than 18, but there's 18 companies that they highlighted that are up and coming startups in Toronto that are hiring like there's no tomorrow. So another thing I'm going to say here is a lot of people need to start opening their minds about working with startups, working with small organization. Too many people that I've interacted with always want to work for the bigger sharks, like, oh, the five banks. I want to work for big, large organization. And I was like, why? Right now, if you want to get a job, your best bet is to start working with startups. Startups, startups, startups. You can grow your career faster. You can you can get a job faster too, but let's open our minds to possibilities and not sh- be so yeah. closed off to what well, and be like, I only want to work here. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Tons of tons of startups are hiring right now. Yeah. So, so Ibrahim, uh, Ibrahim says, what is the alternative when you're applying for a job in a country that only takes job applications online? So we're going to get to that, Ibrahim. I just want to share some more of these stats. So all of you have a realistic outlook on, on what the situation is. But great question there, Ibrahim. We're going to get to that shortly. And yeah, folks, any other questions you have, any any comments or uh, your thoughts about this whole, uh, you know, job search thing? Feel free to put in the comments. I'm going to get into the question shortly. Now, another important job search stat, and kind of already touched on this. 75% and this is a statistic I read online is 75% of resumes or applications submitted to an ATS or an applicant tracking system will never be reviewed by human eyes, right? So again, folks, write that down. If you're taking notes, 75% of resumes or applications submitted to an ATS will never see human eyes. It will, they will not be reviewed by, by a human being. It's just going to sit there in the ATS. Right. And this is another reason why if you're solely depending on applying online, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a strategy that that works. It, it's it's not in your favor. The numbers are not in your favor. And I wanted to stress that the ATS folks was not made with the candidate in mind. It was not made for the candidate. The ATS was made with the recruiter, with the HR person in mind. It's so that the recruiter or the HR person is more organized so that they can they can organize themselves. They can they can they don't have to go through 200, 300 applications. So they can they can you know do a do a keyword search and narrow down who they want to speak to who they want to actually call. So the ATS was made with the recruiter in mind. It's not made with the, with the candidate in mind. So so again, seventy five percent of resumes are just going to be sitting there in the ATS that are not visible that that might never be seen to the to the the, the recruiter. So this again is another reality in in regards to your job search. If you're solely depending on applying online. Uh, and Gurpreet, obviously, you spoke a lot about the, the ATSs, but uh, if, if we can clarify for everyone, why is it that, you know, they're just sitting there in the in the ATS? Like, what's the point of posting the job if 75% are going to be sitting there? Like, any additional thoughts on that? Well, first of all, it goes right back to the stats, right? Only yeah. 4-5% or less are your odds of getting an interview. When you're, apply when you're applying for jobs, there's no way that we can review every single resume personally. There's just humanly not possible. Yeah. Hence the invention of ATS. Second, we're only going to interview the top 10 candidates. And within that top 10 candidates, if we have a success, then we're not going to look at anybody else. If we're not successful with those 10, then we'll start looking at the talent pool that came into the application, right? So that's 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 the reality here. Why are 75% resumes sitting in the applicant tracking system is because that's a database. They're going to sit there. And we will get to it when we can get to it. Can we really get to all of these resumes any given date? No. It's it's just a database. It's a, the 75% becomes the candidate pool maybe when something comes up, but that's a big maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a big maybe. But if you didn't get a call for the interview, chances of you getting an interview again by applying to the job again, very less. If you didn't get a call the first time, I think the chances are less. So I believe in that number. I would say I would say even 75% still seem low. I think 89% conservative, right? Yeah, it might be more. Yeah, like I would say 90% of resumes just sit in the ATS. Yeah, yeah, totally. No one ever looks at it. And why would you go looking for it? Yeah. I would think recruiters maybe might 
maybe 75% is for recruiters, like recruitment agencies, because yeah. you are, you were, you guys will constantly be looking at, at candidates and pulling out, right? Yeah, true. So maybe for you guys, 75% would be a great number. But on the other, on the corporation side, on the corporate world side, in-house, I think that, I think the number would be less. Yeah. I mean, higher. I think the number would be higher. Yeah, uh, but I think it, it makes sense, right? Like, it's just not humanly possible for to review every resume. You just can't. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And uh, now the, uh, the other statistic I wanted to share with everyone is you're not just competing against other people that are unemployed folks, right? For those of you who are who are actively job seeking and, uh, and, and you know, estimates of this group uh, kind of vary, but on average, 70% uh, of the available talent on the market are people that are currently already employed, right? So you're not just competing with, uh, with people who are unemployed or in the same situation such as yourself if you're, if you're currently unemployed, you are competing against a talent pool that's, that, that's much larger than that. So the, avail the, the unemployed are people who are actively pursuing new opportunities that, that represents a much smaller portion of the available talent. Uh, what's called the passive market, the passive market meaning people who are not actively or aggressively searching, but are still very open to considering new opportunities. That represents about 70% of the, of the available talent on the market. Now, this is a very attractive portion of the market for recruiters. Uh, and and uh, recruiters, you know, obviously spend a lot of time searching on LinkedIn, right? It's not just the ATS and not just responding to job applications. So your, your com competing talent is much larger than just uh, those who are actively looking for new opportunities. So how can, uh, you know, what advice do you have, uh, Gurpreet, for those of, uh, you know, the, the viewers out there? Uh, I mean, it's such a it's it's a much larger pool of talent that they're competing against. Like it, it is a losing game for to simply be applying online. It is. It's a, such a losing game more than ever, especially in this pandemic, which which people having a hard time understanding. We both of me and you, Dean, we can turn blue in the faces by seeing this. And you've been seeing it over and over. I've been seeing it for almost two years now that job, online job searching is the worst method ever possible yep. to to ha to be doing for your job search it, it's not going to get you results faster it's not going to get you in the job faster you're not getting get getting employed faster and definitely probably not going to land in a high paying job right so it's a losing battle that people are still willing to do every single day but yeah. no one sits there and takes the time and think well you know if i'm not getting the desired outcome that i want what can I do differently? That's right. This is where I see people failing every single day in the job searches, not taking the time to sit there and reflect and ask themselves, what can I do differently? You can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different outcome. You can't sit there and say, well, how do I get past the ATS? Mm -hmm. And people think that the, the solution to the problem is just to get the resume past the ATS. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Okay, you got it past the ATS. Okay, you got it in front of a human eye. Now what? Yep. Now what? This person has to be so intrigued by your re what they're reading that they want to pick up the phone and call you. So there's two steps. If you want to beat the ATS, you also have to 
beat the person that's reading it. Meaning they should be able to want to pick up the phone and call you. There's two things you have to do. But people tend to focus so much on getting their resumes past the ATS, the first part, they totally forget the second part. If your resume lands in front of the human eye, and if it's just a bunch of gibberish, I'm calling it gibberish because people focus on keywords. Yeah. Word keywords because they were trying to get the resume past the ATS. Your resume becomes all gibberish and the reader can't understand the gibberish and they're not intrigued that you didn't grab the attention you have. Now let's talk stats. When your resume gets in front of the reader, you got five seconds or less to grab their attention. Yeah. Five seconds. And in that five seconds, if they didn't get wowed or had that, oh my God, I gotta call this candidate. Forget it. They've skipped and moved on to the next resume already. So numbers and stats, you have to understand that everybody's pressed for time. Even in recruitment, everybody's pressed for time because you may have 20, 30 uh, resumes that need, you need to review to shortlist to 10 people that you want to interview. Yeah. You cannot physically sit there and spend an hour reading one person's resume, 30 minutes or 20 minutes. People always do a, a quick scan, right? So even your format matters. And there's the other thing. Presentation of your resume is so important. People tend to do resumes where everything is in bullet point. Yeah. That is not an easy scannable copy of your resume. It has to be scannable to the reader and you have to know how to pair your resume format so the reader is intrigued and and want to call you. But also, most importantly, you are not a job description. People yeah. tend to write resumes from job description. Somebody in the comments said, yeah, well, that, yeah. just write, copy and paste the job description. Yeah. Good luck with that because you may get your resume past the ATS, but no human beings calling you because no one wants a job description, right? People want problem solvers. So it's like a, it's like banging your head against the wall. Only <laughs> job. So it's just, yeah. just, you're just constantly banging your head against the wall because you're not getting results. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then folks look, right? I mean, Gurpreet mentioned something very, very important, right? In, in regards to the actual resume itself. Is your resume compelling? Does it capture attention? And the second part is, is it is it built with the reader in mind? Like, are you developing your resume with the reader in mind? Are you just developing resume because you feel like it really shows and, and you know, you find it's really impressive and stuff like that. So folks at your end, make sure it has those two components, right? Is it compelling? Does it make someone want to actually look at it and read it over? Second part is, is it easy to read over? Is it easy for them to scan? So, and, 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 and um, you know, Gurpreet mentioned another statistic and based on my research on average, recruiters spend 7.4 seconds scanning on, on the initial read through of a resume. It's a, it's a simple scan, right? They just scan through, give it a quick scan through before shortlisting and deciding which resumes they want to read in more detail. 7.4 seconds, folks, on average, on each resume. In that 7.4 seconds, what is your resume communicating? Is it capturing their attention? Is it compelling? It's one thing skipping over the ATS, getting to the ATS. The second part is, can I keep someone's attention for 7.4 seconds while they're scanning my resume, right? That's the other part. So uh, these, these are very important things, folks, to keep in mind, right, in, in regards to your resume. Now, the other final statistic I wanted to share is that, and, and I've seen different statistics on this, Gurpreet, I, I've seen you share some stats on this as well. I found that 77% of recruiters at a minimum are primarily using LinkedIn to find candidates. Mm -hmm. I've seen statistics as high as like 90%. I'm not sure uh, what, what the specific figure here is. 
but it's definitely over, well over 50% that are actually primarily use uh, LinkedIn. Now, being a former recruiter myself, I can vouch for that, folks. And, and Pino, you can probably uh, vouch for that in the comments as well. Primarily, and, and yeah, you you yourself as well, Gurpreet, right? I, I, I primarily I, use LinkedIn. Now, if you're not effectively using LinkedIn, folks, if you don't have a, a well-written, compelling LinkedIn profile, you're not able to take advantage of the fact that majority of recruiters primarily look for talent on LinkedIn. Now, that does not mean uh, the LinkedIn job posting. That means doing searches on LinkedIn and then coming across LinkedIn profiles. Uh, Gurpi, do you want to add to that? It's headhunting. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of people don't understand that every job doesn't get posted, right? Only 20%, like, we're, let's talk stats. Only 20% jobs get posted. 80% of the positions never get posted, but these are positions that are available. Now, 80% is a lot of jobs that you're leaving on the table by not tapping into it, right? Because you're so focused on the 20% that you're leaving 80%. That's money being left on the table. Yeah. You're leaving 80% of the jobs on the table because you're so focused. Your entire job search focus is just applying to jobs online. Now, my stats say 90% of recruiters use LinkedIn. And that is to find candidates, sourcing candidates, headhunting, going directly to the candidate and approaching them. And now every single person here, a lot is on LinkedIn. A majority of the comments are coming from LinkedIn. Yeah. Tons of people every day are on LinkedIn. But I can honestly say, I, I, I'm giving my own stats here. <laughs> this is not something Googled or anything. I'm going to... Yeah own stats i believe 90 percent of people that are on linkedin actually have not mastered the power of linkedin don't even know how to use linkedin to their advantage especially career professionals people who have mastered linkedin are entrepreneurs uh people who are want to build their brand like me you like we are in the business so we know about branding and we need to keep up in the game Career professionals are the one group of people that are underutilizing LinkedIn. Yeah. Underutilizing. They have, till this day, career professionals still have not tapped into the power of LinkedIn. And the other sad part is a lot of them don't even want to learn how to use this powerful platform. Well, but their sole focus again is, well, how do I get my resume past the ATS? How do I write a resume? Forget writing a resume. I believe, I've been saying this, I think five, six years now, that you don't even need a resume. We have LinkedIn. You actually don't even need a resume to land a job. You should know how to write a LinkedIn profile, a catching one, and then learn to master LinkedIn so that companies are coming to you. Companies are coming to you every single day. That can happen, but nobody wants to do this part, which blows my mind. Why wouldn't you want to learn a powerful tool that can change your career like this? Yeah. Can change your job search like this. You can be in a job within a week. You can you can be going on interviews as less as two days or three days. You can land a job in 30 days. You can land a job in 45 days. You can land a job in two weeks, even during this pandemic. But do you want it? Do you want to learn how to do things that will work right now? 
forget the past it's the change that people are not willing to do people are not willing to change right now and that to me is the saddest part i see every single day that blows my mind that why wouldn't you want to learn and change that can really change your life right now so every single day people are struggling to land jobs but but nobody still wants to do or take steps to change which i blows my mind yeah it's, it's crazy right and and and, it, and look it's, it's really heartbreaking to see it as well because uh, you know I, I i i mean there's so many talented people out there struggling with the job search simply because they're focused on only on the online job boards and the online applications so folks look for those of you watching if you haven't been taking notes two things i want you to write down right now right number one is there's uh, at least 70 minimum what 60 70% or or could be higher of of recruiters are using linkedin as their primary source for finding talent right minimum 60 70% plus of, of the time recruiters are using linkedin number two is what are you doing folks to take advantage of this what are you doing as a candidate as a job seeker as a professional as a career professional whatever your field is right most of you tuning in who are in my network you're you're in it uh some of you tuning in might be non it most of you here are, are from toronto canada or north america uh, and even for those of you tuning in who might be from outside of the country what are you doing to take advantage of the statistic that pr- primarily recruiters are utilizing linkedin to search and find talent that's what you need to be writing down and, and taking note of and i want you to start brainstorming some ideas on how you can do that right so look the situation this this is the reality of the situation folks right and i just want to review the stats quickly and and i wanted to speak about my uh something that myself and gurpreet are collaborating on uh before we get into the q and a so any any questions you have right now put it in the comments we're going to get to the question shortly but again just wanted to quickly review the stats folks right on average every job posting out there gets on average around 250 applications and by the way i'm going through these stats don't feel free to to be skeptical of these stats do your own research you don't have to believe anything i'm saying right now don't believe anything myself and gurpreet are saying do your own research look up these stats on average every job posting gets around 250 applications of that 250 only about 4% of candidates will get an actual phone call right now of the applications in a ats in a in a, in a database or or applying for a position only 75 around 75% of those applications will never see human eyes they will not be reviewed by a human being right what was the other stat so you're not just competing with active uh, or unemployed people in your space you're you're competing against uh passive candidates as well which represents 70 plus percent of the talent market which is people who are employed they're happy where they're at but they're still open to having conversations and moving to other opportunities what was the final stat uh a, a minimum 60 to 70% of recruiters primarily use linkedin as their primary source for hunting and finding talent how are you taking advantage of this folks how are you taking advantage of that and the other stat which you gurpreet mentioned was the average job search cycle at least before covid was around 6 plus months right how is that affecting your job search so folks look what you need to be doing with these stats is figuring out hey how can you use this to to your advantage what can you do to make the right pivots what adjustments do you need to use at your end right and and like gurpreet mentioned if you're doing the same thing over and over again and you're getting the same results does it make sense for you to keep doing the same thing over and over again or is it possible you got to take a new approach or another approach uh to 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 fix this and and take advantage of these statistics and and make those pivots right so we're going to get into the q and a shortly put your questions in the comments uh now before we get to that uh, uh myself and gurpreet are collaborating on a bootcamp program for those of you interested in learning more uh now the one that i'm collaborating on collaborating on is for it professionals in canada and the us and it's an end to end bootcamp folks on how you can how you can conduct your job search 
definitely using online applications if you want to use that road, but it's much bigger than that. We're going to be showing you how you can navigate your job search using multiple channels and multiple areas. Uh, Gurpreet, can you provide the viewers with more information about the bootcamp? No. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been terrible. I can't find any information. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, so it's a program that I created last year. Um, and the thought behind it was because I got tired of seeing people struggling month after month and after month. And when I saw the stats that on average, it takes people six months, I'm like, no, it shouldn't. And the reason it's taking people six months or longer, and this is before COVID, was because people don't have a game plan. People don't have strategies. Then I, so it got me thinking and I started doing workshops and so on. And then I created this program because I'm like, you know, you can be in a job 30 days. You yeah. can land a job in 30 days. It's so possible, so doable. And what I ended up creating was I created this program from my entrepreneur journey and my HR expertise because as an entrepreneur, I had to learn to brand myself, market myself, I had to, you know, get clients. That whole sales process that I learned as an entrepreneur is, is, is when I had the haha moment, wait, this is exactly what you need to do as a career professional to keep growing your career and to learn a job is you need to develop a sales process for your job search yeah. um, and you need to go get you need to track leads you have to have a lead gener generator so combining my expertise in HR and combining my entrepreneur uh, learning curve to get my business off the ground is where these two have now come to merge into this program and this is why it's been working is because this is not a typical job search program where okay let's fix your resume let's do your cover letter um let's look at your linkedin this is not generic at all and it's not it's nothing to do with resumes and, and cover letters and so on yes don't get me wrong, writing is part of the program, but it's much more bigger, broader. The biggest cornerstone of this program is to discover, first of all, you need to discover who you are. What do you bring to your to the table and what's so unique? The biggest shift in the program is we, we teach people to stop thinking like job seekers and start thinking like solution providers, like consultants, and how to manage your career and your job search like a CEO. So this program has everything that you possibly cannot even think of and beyond. So writing resumes and cover letters, yes, that's part of it. But we create a whole job search strategy for you from front from start to finish. So it's an end, it's a complete end-to-end -end solution for job search and furthermore to grow your career. One of the biggest takeaways in this program is you're gonna learn how to position yourself. You're gonna learn how to market yourself. You're gonna learn how to build your brand. Now, this is the biggest cornerstone is building your brand. Why? Because when you can build a, a brand around you, your personal brand, that is what's gonna help you keep growing your career. Yeah. This program isn't just one-time solution. This program also teaches you how to keep continuing growing your career, building your career so you're never ever out of a job and you can make more money. So leveraging the power of personal branding, leveraging the power of LinkedIn, gonna teach you, by the time you've done this program, you're probably gonna be a master at using LinkedIn and you're gonna learn how to build your brand. We do a whole segment on, I think we do like three, four classes 
that are just mock interviews and the strategies behind acing your interviews we go into teaching that we also do for mock interviews people think they're good in interviews until they do the mock interview session with me and it's like oh okay no i should have done this i should have said this is like no why are you answering this question this way the problem with interview is a lot of people google and then they when they're googling they're basically answering questions based on what google said to do and then you sound so robotic so robotic that you are being overlooked because when people are interviewing you they you're not the first candidate that they're interview fakeness gets thrown out too so if you sound robotic not genuine um and you're too eager to please and you're answering question based on you what you think they want to hear instead of actually answering it uh truthfully and honestly that also gets thrown out the window half the battle is getting the interview second is acing it we have a whole process on how to once you get the into what steps you need to take in every single process and how to ace your interview to getting the job offer last piece of the program is you got the offer how to now negotiate and get more money me and dean we had one candidate from our last batch that went from negotiating 80 to 130k that's a big big amount of money and he and was he was new to the country by the way he was new to the country and he was a newcomer to Canada so i've like i had another newcomer to canada that end up getting um a six figure and a good six figure not just 100k it was around 150k or something he landed and he what he landed a job within uh 30 days and less and he was a newcomer a lot of people the problem is a lot of people don't know how to position themselves and then don't know how to market themselves and don't know how to sell selling is the cornerstone of your career the yeah. power of sale selling is something that we as career professionals who are not in sales underestimate its power and that's where the biggest drawback in a lot of career professionals is that we don't learn sales unless we're in the sales field but i think right now to really successfully grow your career and to land jobs not i i don't focus on any job My, the goal of the bootcamp is to get you more than your market rate you need to build a demand for yourself and ask for that money you can't go to a company and hey give me 100k you there's got to be uh how you position yourself right it's about positioning how to market yourself you got to look the part to getting it so that it's no brainer when you ask for a company like sure yeah no no resistance yeah exactly exactly and you mentioned and and folks here's another takeaway right for those of you taking notes uh and and uh you want to write this down you do not you, you do not need to position yourself as a job seeker that doesn't really add any value to your your pitch or or, or your value you need to position yourself as someone with the ability to solve problems a, a solution provider a problem solver Right now in all my years working in in recruitment and I've been on the staffing agency side I've never had a meeting with a client where the client has told me hey Dean uh you know we need you to find us some job seekers I've never heard that folks no one you know let you know let us know in the comments if you ever heard a client say that no, You know right? I want to add something is is how many people actually do homework and research on competition Yeah do you even know who you're competing with How many people who's tuned into this segment right now 
who's listening in or in the future who will be listening in. Before you begin your job search, how many people have actually taken the time to do some homework and research on the competition? I would love to know that stats. Yeah, yeah, very, very important folks, right? Uh, and yeah, so so I've never heard that from a hiring manager, right? I've never heard a hiring manager say, hey, we need you to find us some job seekers. What I have heard is, hey, Dean, we have this problem or this project going on in our, at our organization. We need someone who can come in and solve this and get us these results. They're looking for results, folks. They're looking for people who can provide solutions and 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 help them solve whatever problem and, and pain points that they have. So if that's if, if nothing else, I want that to be everyone's takeaway today is how can you position yourself as a solution provider? And that's something that we can help you with. Myself and Gurpri can help you with through this bootcamp collaboration. Uh, if you're an IT professional here in Canada or the US, feel free to send me a direct message. It's a six weeks program. Uh, if you want more information, more details, the, the first uh, the this session is starting on November the 18th. Uh, which is, what is that, next week, Wednesday, is it? Yeah, or? it's next week, Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. There's also one for non-IT professionals. So yeah. everybody that's listening to this is not from the IT world, no problem. I also want one for everybody outside of IT. This is one that me and Dean have collaborated uh, because there's tons of IT folks and there's tons of IT jobs. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, exactly. Even right now, like I, you know, if someone wants to message me, I can show you how many companies right now are hiring in the IT field, even on IT. There's tons of jobs available, tons of jobs. And one thing I want to point out to everybody is it doesn't matter if we're in pandemic, it doesn't matter if recession happens. You need to build yourself to be recession proof you need to build your career to and this goes back to branding this goes back to branding and one thing i can honestly say in a humble that i learned this the hard way uh, through my struggles as an entrepreneur and now when i reflect back i think every struggle that i faced in the beginning of my entrepreneur journey got me prepared to work to be here today to put this program together to teach people that it doesn't matter if we're in a pandemic it doesn't matter if this recession yeah. happens because you can still be that one person that people still want i literally thought that pandemic would like kill my business I didn't have, I, I thought, but I didn't have the fear. I just kept doing, you know, doing my lives, figuring out. I think when, no, I don't think, I know. I was one person from my network that went super active on LinkedIn. Also had a competitive advantage because I have LinkedIn Live. I started doing lives every day. Yeah, yeah. Every single day you would see me pop up. Me and Gail uh, launched an HR segment and we started going live every single day to help as many businesses transition to the live. I started doing my own live with the job search to help people navigate through the job search because of course things were going to change in the pandemic. But what I, what ended up- visibility, right? The visibility is so important. Yeah, and what ended up happening was my business didn't tank. I thought that, oh my God, pandemic. But no, I still, I think I actually probably grew more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Because of the steps I took to say, okay, no problem, but let me do whatever I can to help as many people as I can. Started being so active, so visible. People just started coming and say, hey, we need this, we need this. Both sides of my businesses stayed great. And then maybe one 
was obviously more flourishing than the other, but then the other started yeah. to flourish. Uh, it took a little bit of backseat, but then it still kept, you know, there's, there was movement happening. It was just didn't stale out, but that's the power of pivoting. Yeah. You have that's, to pivot. Yeah. Businesses yeah. have to pivot. And if you didn't pivot during COVID, those businesses tanked. Even you as an individual, this is why I, I encourage people to start thinking like entrepreneurs. You got to see your career like you from an entrepreneur's mindset. Put on those lenses of an entrepreneur. It would literally change your career. It, I wish what I know today from my entrepreneur journey, I wish I knew this in the beginning of my career. And I think I would have taken my career to a whole next level before I became an entrepreneur. But then again, I was meant to be an entrepreneur, something I knew I wanted to be since I was 16. Um, so everything that happened to me is led to me because that's something I wanted to be. I was destined, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. But that's why today I'm sitting here talking about entrepreneur and how every single one of you guys, every single one of you guys need to start the, treating your career like an entrepreneur, you need to learn marketing. You need to learn how to brand. You need to do everything that companies do. Sales, marketing, branding, visibility. Go build the demand for you. But how do you do that? One question. What problem are you solving? Yeah. And this is yeah. where people don't understand. As an entrepreneur, no, companies, no company can successfully sell their products or services if they're not solving a problem. What problem are you solving? Yeah. That's your homework, guys, for the weekend. I'm going to sign you homework, which we, by the way, do at a, in our classes anyways. And this is how people get results. Not any results. This is how you make more money in your career. If you want to make more money in your career, start asking yourself, what problem do you solve? What problems are you solving? To, to who? And to who? Who has these problems and why are you the solution to the problem? What problem are you solving? People do not buy fancy credentials. People are not hiring credentials. People are not hiring years of experience. People are not hiring what fancy degree you have. Companies will pay you X amount of money to solve their problem. That's the secret ingredients to making more money in your career. Focus on problem. What problem you solve? Trust me, people will pay you, pardon my language, shitload of money to solve a problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, well said, Gurpreet. So, folks, if that, if uh, you know that that is such a huge takeaway, right? So, you you got to put in the time and the effort into figuring this part of your life out, right? So it can help you. So, look, uh, if you for those of you who want more information, feel free to message myself, uh, message uh, Gurpreet for more information about details and pricing and all that. We're happy to provide you with more information. Uh, so, Gurpreet, let's get into the Q&A. We have some questions here. And hold on. Before we yeah. move on to the Q&A, yeah. I think we only work with those that are willing to invest in themselves. This is about an investment. Let's. We're not going to tippy-toe around the price. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to clear something out. If you, I believe, if you can invest in yourself, then the, our program wouldn't be for you. Because yeah. we don't work with 30, 40, 50, 60 people. We take a small group of people that believe in themselves and are and are ready to invest. And are motivated to, to handle this. Yeah. yeah. Highly it is, motivated, yeah. It is an investment. It is $1,500 investment. It is an investment, but the investment has a huge return on the investment. Huge. If we can successfully get people into six-figure jobs, 
what's 1500 one time to land a six-figure job do the math yourself the return of the program is huge 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 and the beauty is you paying 1500 to learn skills that will that will actually help you grow your career for life. It's not like you take a program one time and you have to keep yeah, coming. It's not a one shot thing. You, these are yeah. skills you, you take forever, yeah. So it is an investment. And if you are willing, you gotta ask yourself, are you willing to make that investment that is gonna change your life forever? Or do you wanna continue being in the position you are? Do you wanna keep ending in jobs that don't pay your worth? job shouldn't be about a job you shouldn't be aiming to land a job you should be aiming to land a position where you are solving a problem you are the solution but also you are getting paid a lot of money because companies are making money from your brain you should be able to take something from that profit as well something to think about yeah yeah put put thought into it folks and yeah message myself and gurpreet uh, if you have any other questions we're more than happy to answer that and um uh, feel free to reach out right uh so let's get into the questions so we got ramsey ramsey says are there 100 percent matches or is there something always missing well i mean ramsey from from the my perspective recruiting in tech i mean it's it's rare that you find like a hundred percent match but but i guess what gurpreet's point was you got to try and get to as hundred percent as as to close as close as to hundred percent as possible <clears throat> because that's how the ATS uh, when the recruiter is, is conducting their search their keyword search <clears throat> that's how the ATS organizes which which results show up uh, you know higher up versus lower down on the list so the closer you can get to 100% the better <clears throat> but yeah most of the time you're probably not going to get a perfect 100% match uh, so i guess uh, gurpreet you already spoke about that but <laughs> anything you want to add to that no just what you said right if yeah. you can apply to jobs online you should aim i said 98% but hey it's up to you right we're just here to give you tips and advice on how to improve your job search yeah that up to you but i would say your chances of landing in the interview is much more higher if you're 98 percent or higher match right yeah, and when, yeah. when you're using job scan and those tools that are available to, to help you figure out where you will be fitting in when you're applying to jobs online with the applicant tracking system that is yeah totally totally all right so hope that helps ramsey great question there uh, so Pranay says ATS is effective only when job description from recruiter and for resumes from candidates. Any thoughts? Yeah, I'm not sure what he's. Do you know what he's asking there? I'm not sure what he's asking there. Uh, ATS, ATS is, is only when job description from recruiter and for resumes from candidates. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what you're asking there, Pranay. What he's asking. Yeah, see if you can no, clarify that question if you're still answering. Not, not that I'm picking on this individual, but the half the battle is communication. A lot of people um, don't know how to communicate even on a resume. And that will be one of the biggest problems uh, to landing job interviews is you can't assume that the person reading it is just going to understand what you're saying. You just can't. And you... And that's the that's the that's the, one of the biggest challenges in writing a resume is communicating what you want the other person to understand. You yeah. can't assume the person will understand exactly what you're saying because no, whatever you want the reader to have an image or picture of you, you need to thoroughly communicate that properly. Communication will go Great. a long way. So important. Uh, so we got a question here from, so, uh, well, I guess a comment. So Ibrahim says uh, it took him 
nine months to land a job pre-COVID. Yeah, so that's pre-COVID, folks, right? So, Ibrahim, thanks for sharing that. But yeah, that's the reality of the situation. Let's talk about stats for a second. Um, now, this individual took him nine months to land a job. I want everyone to sit there and crunch some numbers. Every day that you're not in a job, how much money is it costing you? How much yes. money is it costing you every single day of not being employed? It, that, if you're not employed. Second, how much money is it costing you to not to be in your dream job? The one you really want. Last number you should be crunching is how much money is it costing you to not be in? And when I say money, guys, it's also time and energy, emotions, your mental health. How many of you are actually satisfied with what? how much money you're making right now? How many of you feel that you are worth more than what you're getting paid today? How many of you guys are working, again, pardon my language, working like dogs? like how many of you are working more than 40 hours a day i know tons of people during this pandemic that are working way beyond their normal hours how many of you guys go above and beyond for the organizations you work for and can honestly sit there and say yeah i'm making great money my organization's paying me so much money to do what i'm doing how many can honestly sit there and say they are well compensated for what you do every single day for the organization you work for? The organizations don't got your back. Let me tell you one reality. And this is me, an HR person, saying this from what I've seen in my entire HR career. In working in the corporations, I see so much behind the scenes. You are fooling yourself if you think companies have your back, your best interest, and your loyalty. Companies want loyalty, but only when it benefits them. Yeah. When it doesn't benefit them, bye-bye. Bye-bye. See that's you. the reality, folks. You got to confront the reality, right? I mean, that's the reality. Yeah, that is the reality. Why are you at mercy at the company? Why are you in the hands of them? You should be controlling your career yourself and you sh that's why i believe in branding you have the power to brand you have the power to demand what you want and you should get paid what you want but that will not happen if you just see yourself as this poor person that needs a job this person that is at a mercy at the company and saying hey give me a job Yep. There's a big difference between all this, but I can tell you every single day that you are in that company, working for a company that that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the numbers here are high where so many people are in jobs that don't compensate them for what the work they're doing. Yeah. So many people are, are being paid way less than what they should be paid. It's all about positioning, folks. You gotta you gotta position yourself and be able to have those conversations, right? So we gotta. Uh, so Ibrahim, your question. I guess we've kind of answered your question already, Ibrahim. You, uh, so Ibrahim says, "What is the alternative when you're applying to a job in a country that only takes job applications online?" So we've kind of touched on this, Ibrahim. Building a powerful brand, building a professional brand, being visible in your industry. Hidden job market. Top yeah. hidden job market. Yeah, absolutely, Ibrahim. Uh, so let's see more questions here. Um, so Kashiki says, should we apply online or shall we go via employee referral for an opening? Well, I mean that, uh, well, I would say do both Kashiki, right? Why, why choose one over the other? And the other thing is, how are you doing it? It's not just what you do folks, right? A lot of you are saying, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? 
yeah, you should do all those things. But the question is, how are you doing it? How you do something is is, is a completely separate matter to what you're doing, right? If, if I'm playing basketball and I'm shooting a ball into a hoop, how I'm doing it is going to make a difference as to whether I get the ball in the hoop or not, right? So it's the same thing with, with any anything you're trying to do in life and, and especially in relation to job search, right? I mean, how are you doing what you're doing? But I want to add here, a great point. Why pick one over the other? This yeah. goes back to the job search strategy that we teach in the bootcamp. And one of the strategies, the core strategy behind job search is you got to create a funnel, job search funnel. The first step in the job search funnel that we teach in the program is called prospecting, lead generation. You got to generate leads for yourself. So it's not about pick one over the other. It's about creating multiple sources. Exactly. You bring in those leads. You got to create those be leads. everywhere, folks. You got to be everywhere. You got to have that. That's where the drawback is, where people are just focusing on one thing. No, you got to have a game plan. You have to have a strategy. And your biggest strategy is, okay, how am I going to get the leads that I want for the job I want to get? And there's not one method. You need to have multiple methods, multiple sources of getting those leads. And this is where people are failing in the job searches because they're not creating these methods. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's looking for a magic bullet. I think that's one of the, and look, folks, there's there's no one magic bullet. But if, if I if I did say if there was one magic bullet, it would be personal branding. That's the closest yeah. to a magic bullet. But it's not even because you have to have a strategy behind that. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, it comes. You got to have a strategy regardless, folks. Right. But um, don't don't depend on just being, you know, picking one thing over the other. Use all those things. Do them efficiently. Do them effectively and use all of them. Uh, are you OK for one more question, Gurpreet? No, I'm great. I'm only looking because. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I was supposed to, I was supposed to go for an afternoon walk and it's cloudy. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, got gotcha. yeah, I should have went earlier. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Oh, I'm I'm good uh, for time. I'm good for time. Okay, cool. So Sharik says, on average, if an applicant is applying to twenty online job posting, it would be near impossible to tailor resumes twenty times a day for five days a week. So how can one fall in that five percent? Yeah, good point, Sharik. You might well very well be like well below five percent in that case. So here, here's the thing, right? Now, if an applicant is applying to 20 online job postings, so is these 20 jobs? So I'm going to break this down. So I'm going to, I don't know what he means, but let's, okay, 20 times a day. Okay. First of all, why are you applying to 20 jobs a day? That tells me then, first of all, are, are, are these 20 jobs that you really want? Are they matching what you really want? So the biggest step, Here's another homework I can sign people is define your goals, define your target. What is the target job that you want? What is the target employer you want to work for? And these are not company names. Now, target employer, like which target job are you aiming for? Get very clear on what you want. That's the first step. And this is where people feel everybody wants a job, but nobody wants to sit there and ask themselves, but what do I really want? Stop just going and looking for jobs because job search is a, a lot of, it's a stressful, frustrating process. Last thing you want to do is an, end up in job and working for an asshole manager, pardon my language, <laughs> an asshole company. But it's the truth though. I just learned something the other day that I couldn't, it's still bothering me that this happened to somebody. Person got a job offer manager the company this is a big company can't really i can't say their name 
big, big, and these are big sharks. And I'm never surprised because I feel like the big sharks are always the one that screen candidates over all the time. And they get away with it all the time because everybody wants to work for these guys. This candidate got the job offer, signed the job offer, gave his resignation two or three days before his start date. The manager reaches out to him and says, you cannot start because we didn't get one approval. We need to now put this process on hold and we have to go get approval. Approval. Wow. I'm like, um, was, uh, the, I was confused. I'm like, wait, did you sign a piece of paper? And he's like, yeah, I signed all the documents ready to go, ready to start just a few days before. And this is a big organization. And now he's out of a job. This company has to go. I, I I felt so, I was like, so, I felt so bad for this person. Luckily he has other interviews lined up and he was asking me what to do. I go, listen, you gotta do what's best for you. Go on other interviews. I would learn from this. I would not go back and work for this person. How does a manager do that? How does an organization do that? You offer, you're playing with people's lives now. You have given someone an offer they have signed you know this person was working somewhere you knew this person had to resign now they're out of a job you are not giving them a job because you have an approval to make where's the loyalty here yeah no one's word means nothing a piece of paper doesn't mean anything this is why i start i started doing career coaching this is why i'm so like focused on career coaching is so many people get screwed over by companies all the time i am hr i've seen so much stuff so much you should only be loyal to yourself yeah and here's where the drawback happens because people are so into finding a job that no one sits and asks themselves what do i really want so identify here's homework that everyone should do before they begin a job step one define what is it that you really want in the next role don't write job titles people get hungover over job titles so much and it's insane this is how you end up in wrong jobs really define the responsibilities projects the control you want um all the nitty-gritty of what you want the role to be the one you're ready to be in okay forget job titles step two Define your target employer. Now, this is not, don't list company names. Go into the heart, the emotions, the values the company should have. How should the company treat you? How, how do you want to be treated as an employee? Don't forget, employer-employee is a marriage. It's a marriage contract, okay? Yeah. People are going into a relationship. Both parties should know exactly what they want. You as job seeker are always failing to identify this. I see it every single time when I'm interviewing where you ask the candidate, do you have any questions for me? No, you answer all my questions. And I just want to sit there and shoot myself because I'm like, you're failing because you just want a job. And sadly, you're going to end up, those people always end up in jobs like in a toxic work environment and toxic manager because you fail to do your part. You can't sit there and cry and blame a company for being toxic when you didn't do your part when you were searching for your next opportunity. So two, define the ideal employer, emotions, feelings, values, morals, how you want to be treated. Lastly, manager, define your dream boss. 
This is so important. So many people miss this mark and when they're looking for a new opportunity, they forget to understand what type of boss they want to work for. This is your homework. Do these three steps. You will thank me and Dean for taking the time today to tell you how to do this because this is where you are failing every single time when you're not looking at these things. This is how you end up in toxic work environments. This is how you end up with toxic bosses who don't give a shit about you. Pardon my language. I guess I'm on fire today because I'm tired and sick and tired of people getting mistreated. But it's also because you chose to be mistreated because you you are allowing com- companies to mistreat you when you don't also do your part when you're searching for a job. Define, define, define what you really want and never settle. Never settle less than what you deserve never settle there is a company out there for you there is a boss out there for you don't ever ever settle and there's a your dream job is there when you start settling you are taking away from being in you're taking yourself away from being in your dream job your dream employer and working with your dream manager get really clear on these things three things on what you want and also this is how you assess the jobs this is how you assess employers this is how you assess managers you will know exactly what questions to ask in the interview do not settle i'm telling you guys life is too short to be working for assholes part of my language <laughs> this is not a pg-13 show today folks no but, i'm uh, tired i just yeah, sorry no, no, I, I get it i get it i get it no worries, like no worries. Yesterday, and i was just so like how can you do this to somebody someone resigned I can understand. It's funny. I actually had someone reach out to me that this happened to as well just recently. So it's terrible. I'm the same person. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll exchange notes after this. Can't. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so, so, uh, uh, Sharik, you, uh, Sharik wanted to, to know if there's a URL. So, folks, I put a URL to the to more details about the boot camp in the comments. So you should be able to see that, Sharik. Uh, let me know if you have not. Uh, so Sharik also asks, what is the duration of support offered in return for that investment? Or is it a one-time support lasting for the duration of the bootcamp? Oh, I forgot to mention support. Yes. Good question. There's tons of support. We have a private Facebook group. Also, we do once a week tutor time. That's ongoing for a whole year. So when you join the program, you get access to tutor time for a whole one year. It happens every Monday at 7 p.m. You come into the tutor time, you can show us anything, your resume, your LinkedIn profile, anything. It's troubleshooting, reviewing, fixing your resume with us. Obviously, we will not review your resume until you have written it the way we teach you. We, there's a 12-step process on writing a resume that we teach in the program. Everything is thought out, it's strategies, execution, but we are there to help you every single way because yes, when you're executing, Hiccups will happen, obstacles will come, challenges will come, but we're there to support you and help you and tweak and pivot and all that stuff. And we give that support for a whole year. So $1,500 to have also a whole one year worth of support. Even when you land a job, you can still come to these tutor times to ask us questions because when, like when you land a job trying to like get used to or that transition period from new employee to get the uh, three months uh, mark six months and all that stuff to how you can really grow within that one year of your new job as well right so it comes with one year whole support from us 
Yeah. So, so I uh, hope that hope that answers your question, Sharik. And again, I did post the URL in the comments. Uh, we got a question for someone says, uh, can we share the resume or message the recruiter directly regarding a job posting? Uh, yeah, sure. You can do that. Um, and I think we've kind of already covered that. But uh, I mean, Gurpreet, you want to share any thoughts on that? Like my personal point is, yeah, sure. You can do that. Um, but see, like, I mean, if you're if you're targeting a specific organization directly, I mean, why not bypass the people that are gatekeepers and just go directly to the source? Right. But then again, you, you got to know how to approach people the proper way as well. So can we share the resume message to the recruiter directly regarding a job posting? Why are we chasing recruiters? Why? First, first, let's have a dialogue here. Why? If you, again, no offense to Dean or Pino, my friend. <laughs> well, if the staffing agency is different though. That might be your yeah. own. So own. I want to say, listen, guys, if you want to land a job really fast, let's learn to bypass recruiters uh, and HR. We are not the decision makers. We are, our, we are the middle people. Don't get me wrong. We have an important role too. But in the end of the day, we're not decision makers. Decision does rely with the hiring manager. So f- why not go directly to the hiring manager who has all the power to make decisions? We don't have any powers. We have some powers. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Uh, if we shortlist a candidate, the, the hiring manager will give hiring manager feedback, uh, share notes and stuff. Ultimately, it's still the hiring manager's decision to decide if they want to interview or not. Even if we did the interview and we have all these good things to say, maybe they may don't want to interview you for whatever reason, right? But most likely, that is very slim. But I've had hiring managers say, no, I don't want to interview this person. Yeah. Keep looking, right? Um, so we are, unless unless you are we're, we're hiring for our own departments then we are the decision makers yes yeah. so again have a game plan if you apply to a job and you want to reach out to somebody reach out to hiring manager recruiters i'll let dean answer that but on the corporate side on in-house someone who's worked in-house with companies i'll say one thing you can reach out to me it would never make a difference to me I'm still going to go through the, it's not going to help. It's not, it's not giving you any brownie points. It's not going to help you in any way with me. I can only speak for me. Uh, I'll let Dean answer his way. For me, you can message me hundred times, but if you are not a candidate that I want to interview, you can message me every day. I would just actually tell you, hey, I'm not looking to move forward with you. But I'm just saying, it does not increase your chances in any way of landing an interview, to be honest. That's yeah. my opinion as a professional. But, uh, Dean? Yeah, yeah. So, so folks, on, on this, uh, if it's a, now, if this is a staffing agency recruiter, I would encourage you to reach out because a lot of times staffing agencies uh, are one of those avenues you can use to access the hidden job market. Because a lot of times, agencies work on roles that the organization does not publicly post so your access to an agency might give you access to an opportunity that might might not be publicly posted and might be your best chance of getting in front of the the hiring team and the hiring manager and the decision makers right so don't don't underestimate the the importance of connecting with and reaching out to staffing agency recruiters uh, primarily of course uh now that being said if you have an if you're already in the interview process right for a position you have an established point of contact whether that's a recruiter a hiring manager, whatever it is, whoever your point of contact is, you need to stick to that point of contact when you're in the actual process. So, for example, if let's say I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a staffing agency recruiter, 
I've been representing you. I presented you for a position, uh, you know, presented your resume, your profile, and then you're in the interview process. At that point, you do not want to bypass me and, and try to go directly to the client. That does not reflect well on oh, yeah. you. Have an established, yeah, if you have an established point of contact at that point, you should not bypass your established point of contact because that's going to reflect badly on you. So what we're talking about here is before we get to that point, right? When you're when you're basically a stranger to the uh, to the organization, they don't know you. You maybe you've uh, you've just applied your put in your application. At that point, as Gurpreet said, the most ideal thing for you to do is bypass the the, the the middle person, go directly to the hiring manager. But I wanted to emphasize again: if you are already being represented by an agency or you're already in, in contact with whoever it is at the organization. You need to stick to that person as your point of contact, at least for the duration of the interview cycle, because by bypassing them, that's going to that's going to ruin your chances, right? So just yeah. keep that distinction in mind. That's a very important distinction. Also, yeah, I want to add. You brought up a great point. When you when a recruiter is representing you, don't be a sneaky person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and reach out to the hiring manager. What you just did is a it speaks volumes to your character. And it's never gonna benefit you in, in either two parties. No one likes that. Second, yeah. you just ruined your relationship with the recruiter. And guess what? That recruitment agency is never gonna represent you. They probably blacklist you. Yeah, you probably. Yeah, get like you. All you did was created a bad situation for yourself, and also hinder your future relationships with these two people because no one likes. That speaks character, right? Companies are also hiring for character people. Like people want companies also want as much as I, earlier I was saying, companies are blah blah blah. But companies also want great people to work with. People want loyalty, honesty, and all that stuff. So, so it, when you bypass the recruiter, when a recruiter is representing you, work with the recruiter. <laughs> Yeah. Contact the recruiter. Get them to get you the feedback. You gotta have those working relationships. Never burn your bridges. Don't burn your bridges. This is the best advice I can give because you don't know when and how a door can open for you. Dean may not have a role for you, but maybe somebody in his network does. But yeah. if you burn him, he's not referring you to anybody. If you burn me, I'm not referring you to anybody because. I have referred candidates. I have interviewed candidates, and if there were great candidates, and I know somebody that's looking for the set skills, and maybe this organization isn't say my client. Like now that I'm in a consulting world, my client may not need this individual, or this individual has just has a lot more great skills, and this positions they're probably short selling themselves. Hmm. I will directly go to my uh, somebody else I know in the network, and I've done this for multiple candidates where I've actually referred them to somebody in my network because I think they're a great fit for what they're looking for. But yeah. again, those relationships focus on building relationships. Don't mess up a relationship for a small little thing that you think it's you think because you want results and you think let me just go and directly to hiring manager like. Yeah. And also, hiring managers will don't want to hear from you if a recruiter is representing you too. They're just gonna be polite and say, "Hey, t- speak to your recruiter." Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so uh, we got a question here from Sharik. So Sharik says, "If I recall correctly, your boot camp starts November 18th, and it will last for six weeks. If so, how many times a week, and how long is each session?" So the boot camp starts November 18th, which is a Wednesday. We have two live classes per week. So that's twelve classes, but they're done two. 
per week. So Wednesday is the start date. So Wednesdays at 7.30. Then we have a class on Saturdays at 11. Each session is about 1.5, an hour and a half to two hours. And that's our cap. And then we have the weekly tutor sessions. Awesome. Hope that helps. Uh, hope that helps, uh, Sharik. And uh, and again, feel free to message, send me a direct message. And ongoing support. So in the Facebook group, it's there's no time limit. You can ask 100 questions, 500 questions. There's tons of support in the Facebook group. Facebook group also has previous boot campers as well. So it's like a community we've created, support community. Yeah, it, it's it's such a great group, uh, folks, and it's such a great thing to take advantage of for sure. Uh, so we have, I guess, one more question. So Shankar says, when we don't know who the hiring manager in an organization is when applying directly, is it a good idea to contact with the talent acquisition person in that company? Well, Shankar, like, I'm not sure to what degree you mean we don't know the hiring manager. Like, I don't know if you're saying they're not listed in LinkedIn. That's a different thing. But folks, a lot of you are saying, oh, yeah, you know, how do I find out who the hiring manager is? Folks, a lot of you are on LinkedIn right here on LinkedIn. It's such a great resource for you to research the organization identify who the people might be and then and then see if you can connect with them directly right but um and we've kind of already discussed this but but uh, you know use linkedin like don't just uh and you know people i i get asked this a lot all the time right well dean i i don't know who the who the person is how do i identify who the people is folks you're on linkedin it's 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 it's, it's a platform with with access to so many decision makers and people that you can get into contact with but you have to do the legwork you have to do your research it's not going to fall easy into your laps you have to do your research and figure out who these people might be. So here I want to add something. It's amazing how many people get closed off, but I don't know who the hiring manager is. Yeah. Let me help you guys a little bit. You guys are very smart individuals. Ask yourself a question. Every job you've held, who did you report into? It's an easy fix. This is a, such an easy fix. Who do you report into? Ask yourself that. It's usually a manager, a director, right? Yeah. So it's not that hard to go find out who in the organization is an IT manager, who in organization in, in your department, right? You are smart. You are smart. Stop underestimating yourself. All you have to do is go to the company page on LinkedIn, click on the employees, and go to your area of expertise, like your department. Uh, that you normally work for and go now find a manager or director level and just reach out to them This is a piece of cake easy fix, but you're just close You're just being boxed and you can't think I get it when you're like boxed into a corner because it's job search job search You can't really start thinking strategically. This is yeah. what it starts. You gotta be strategic You know who the hiring manager is. It's your own department. I know HR department structure. I report into somebody <laughs> If I'm a manager, I'm reporting into a director or maybe I'm reporting directly to the VP. Actually, my last role before I became an entrepreneur, I was a manager. I reported directly to the VP. Actually, her title was HR director, but technically she was a VP. So you know the answer. You know who the hiring manager is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So Shankar, yeah, utilize LinkedIn. Uh, see how you can identify those individuals. And, and that's how you got to do your research, right? Uh, we got some feedback here from so i think pino got fired up from the staffing agency discussion we had he says yes you will be blacklisted yeah you will be never upset totally true right folks don't play your uh, pino says it here let's not play with fire yeah absolutely folks if you're being if you're being represented by a recruiter do not do not put yourself at i mean don't ruin that relationship like it's, it's just not a good practice 
to bypass mm-hmm. them and try to go sneaky and, and you know directly to the organization. I, I get, I get, guys, that you may have been burned by recruiters before. I get that, uh, you know, sometimes recruiters in HR have a bad rap. Listen, there's good apples and there's bad apples. Start working with the good ones and forget the bad ones. It's that simple. You don't need to work with everybody out there. You don't need to work with every single recruiter out there. Pick niche recruiters. Pick high quality recruiters. The key here is quality. Okay? You are smart. Start stop doubting yourself and underestimating your own power. I think this is where uh career professionals need to level up is you need to start believing in your own power and believe how much power you have because you are the driver's seat of your career and in your job search you have all the powers you actually have all the powers lastly talking about powers this is where you need to be strategic you don't need to work with all the massives you don't need to work with every single recruiter out there you can pick top five recruiters you IT let's say you pick dean okay maybe your nature you picked you know and some and i here's my personal opinion about recruiters i love working with boutique uh, recruitment agencies i don't like working with big international recruitment agencies i like working with boutique recruit, recruiters why because these recruiters that are in the boutique style, they will go for the bat for you if you are really shot in their opinion. If you build that relationship with them and they believe you are a top-notch candidate, trust me, they will go find a client because it's also helping them get more business to get you a job. Don't underestimate a small uh, boutique recruitment agencies trust me i've seen more success come out of these smaller uh, babies recruitment agencies than the big guys big yeah. guys tend to keep you as a number smaller ones will see you as a person and you've built that relationship and they probably would reach out to some people in the network to see if somebody needs your set skills and they and they'll be willing to sell you and when situation for both parties involved right so don't again strategies about having strategies being strategic you got to start being strategic individuals that you are yeah yeah well well said gurpi totally agree with that so shankar said there's usually multiple project managers directors in a company hence the question yeah so i mean shankar reach out to all of them right if you if you can't figure out which one is related to the position reach out to all of them i mean that that, that would be my my advice uh, so, so Gurpreet, unless you have something to add to that, I'm going to wrap it up right no, now. I'm going to just add a little bit to that. Yeah, sure, sure. Reaching out, again, you got to have a strategy. You yeah. will not get a response by, hey, this is me, and this is, and then you have an essay about yourself, and here's my yeah, resume. Yeah. Again, approach. See, everything. Or how you do it as well. Yeah, it's about, as Dean said multiple times today, it isn't about doing it. It's about how you do it. Right, the implementation, the execution. So all about how you execute things. The how is the most important piece to the pie of your job search. Isn't it about what to do and why you should do it? It's also how you should do it. The approach, the strategy, it's the how game. You want results, it's that's what you need to figure out. You don't know how to do the how, that's where we come in. <laughs> that's yeah, where yeah. people like me and Dean and other career coaches and job search coaches 
exist because we are teaching you a proven formula format that actually works we're giving you the secret ingredients we teach you how to implement these and execute these ingredients because they work they're proven to work and we've done and we implemented them multiple times and we know what we're talking about so if you don't know how to do the how reach out to us yeah yeah totally and uh, one final comment from shankar shankar says love the session today could relate to a lot of stuff gurpreet mentioned especially the no approval at the end story gurpreet was on fire indeed thank you guys awesome shankar hey shankar nice to see you here as well uh, i think we last spoke a couple of months ago or i think it was last year or a year before but nice to see you here shankar hope you're doing great so folks thanks so much everyone for tuning in gurpreet thank you so much for your time we went to one and a half Sorry hours not the pg rated today <laughs> no no worries no worries but uh yeah so folks those of you in it you're you're in canada or the us uh make sure you reach out to myself or gurpreet for more information if you're non it reach out to uh, gurpreet directly for more information about and more details about the bootcamp happy to answer all your questions so folks everyone have a fantastic fantastic weekend uh koshiki says very interesting session with many takeaways thanks dean and gurpreet hey no worries koshiki thanks for uh for tuning in uh everyone have a fantastic weekend happy friday and uh, we'll see everyone uh throughout the next couple of days and next week as well thanks so much again gurpreet you're welcome dean all right and take care everyone enjoy their weekend have a good weekend